Hey everybody, welcome back to Fail Sun Film School. Woo! I'm Eli. I'm Lucas. And today we're talking about the first episode of HBO's Watchmen. Let's 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 watch the Watchmen. Who watches the Watchmen? That's the central theme of the book. Um, did you read the book? I did read the book. I read the book. When did you read the book? I read the book probably in junior high, maybe high school. I read it in junior high too. Yeah. Um, I vividly remember. So when we saw The Dark Knight, um, I was going out with Jess at the time, right? And she would like turn to me and she's like, because she's like, oh, like Luke's nerdy. He'll know what this is. And he, she was like, like, do you know what this is? Like, do you know what Watchmen is? And I just like lied through my teeth. I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be sweet, right? Like not knowing who Zack Snyder was <laughs> to begin with. Um, and then she went to later. I think it was later that year, maybe earlier, like the next year. We went to the Twilight release, like the last book release party at like the Barnes and Noble, the midnight release. And while those nerds were in line for that book, I picked up Watchmen and read it while, like, they were waiting and, like, doing games or whatever. And I was like, this book's probably better than that one, right? (laughs) Like, I'm not, like, I'm getting the the best deal here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I probably read it, like, probably a year or so after you did, I would guess. Not Mm. actually knowing. But you definitely read it before I did, so let's say I read it a year later. I was very excited to see the Zack Snyder movie, and the Zack Snyder movie's fucking terrible. I didn't see it until it was on, like, like streaming or on demand yeah, or something. Like, I, I watched uh, it, like, after it was out of theaters. Solid in IMAX. They did, like, a bunch of different recuts of it. It's not it's not worth the length of anything. I saw someone... I watched a video about, like, why the pacing is, like, so bad in it. And, like, someone recut, like, a very, like, small scene and just, like, made it flow much better. And I'm like... I don't know. This this could have been so much better than it was. So if anyone has... See, and I guess just getting down into like the first episode here, it did not do any explaining of anything, and I loved it. Yeah, it, it didn't... I don't think it needs to. It's like, it's because it's trying to ride that line between... It's a sequel, but at the same time, you can watch it without reading the original. I think and that... And it's interesting. I think that you do need a lot of context for the original. Yeah. You can still get something out of it, but if you haven't read the book, like, you're not going to get every reference or understand what the fuck is happening most of the time. Yeah, I, I highly recommend. There's a YouTube channel I really like called Alt-Shift-X, and they did a good, like, 17-minute recap of the book. Yeah. Um, so I, I highly recommend watching you, that if that you would be, it. It, it, I agree. I saw that as well. It's an excellent recap of it, and if you just need, like, a synopsis of what the hell is going on, it's perfect. There are some like little in stuff like little easter eggs that you won't pick up on but it's important that you probably get a preface of it without reading if you don't want to read it what happened before so that you can understand what's going on now yeah just just at the very least you know what the squids are doing uh speaking (laughs) of which if you hear some rain beating on the roof it's just squids uh, yeah it's just squids uh (laughs) so i apologize in advance uh it's squid time i didn't actually think they were gonna bring it in but then i was like i guess they have to like when i saw it i was like i guess I guess, like, it has to, they have to do it. Like, it, it makes sense for them. Yeah, especially <laughs> if they're not going off the movie, which right. replaced the squids with Dr. Manhattan. Blowing um, it up. Blowing something up, which he didn't actually do, but that was the idea. Um, 
Yeah, I think that you have to work it in in some way, and I think, like, the little posters in the classroom of, like, the squid anatomy, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, the squid rain I didn't tower, even notice that. It's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's just so Damon. It's so Damon Lindelof. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we talked about it a little bit. We both read Watchmen. We both really like it. Right. I'm also a big Damon Lindelof fan. Lost was my favorite TV show when it aired, and then The Leftovers, when that came out, now that's currently my favorite TV show. Maybe Watchmen will take its place. I mean, I used to listen to a cool Lost podcast. So. Yeah, we used to do a Lost podcast <laughs> back in the day, which we probably t- I think we've mentioned on this show before, but uh, don't look it up. The show rules. Um, uh, <laughs> both Lost and our podcast. <laughs> Luke, you have not watched The Leftovers, right? I've watched like the first episode of the first season, and I was like, this is fucking weird. I don't like it. Then I watched like the first episode of the second season, and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> That makes sense, <laughs> especially because the second season starts with like new characters. Well, that's why I was like, because I that's why I jumped in because everyone was saying like the second season's like really really good, and I was like, I guess I don't need to watch the first season. You do. Then. Let's just jump in. You on do it. need to watch the first. So whatever. It, you it, people like to rag on season one, but I think it's still great. Seasons two and three are better. Seasons two and three are the two best seasons of TV I've ever seen. But season one is still damn good. I stand by it, well, and uh, it's much more depressing. It's very like dour compared to seasons two and three, but it establishes a lot of really important stuff, and that tone baseline will get changed over time. But you need to start there. Uh, it's an interesting show. It starts off slow, right? Oh, it starts off kind of slow and kind of. Um, dour yeah uh because this show does not start off slow this whatsoever. show starts off with a fucking bang it just actually shoots you in the face like f- metaphorically and literally so we're gonna talk assuming you've seen the episode already right but this show starts off with the tulsa massacre which was a real life which i did event, not know which i didn't know about <laughs> either and I, I felt embarrassed by that until someone on twitter pointed out like no like we shouldn't be embarrassed about that we should be angry about that i'm angry that it it's actually like, happened we don't get taught the history of racial violence in this country that this Nearly country enough yeah, yeah, it's like we learn about slavery we learn about like martin luther king and rosa parks and like christmas most, addicts i mean the most but, violence i know about about that kind of stuff is like bleeding kansas shit which is before even like the the twenties where actual like KKK racism like ra- rose into popularity. Well, I mean, like I know that obviously the KKK was doing like racist stuff like throughout up until the I mean till now, but like I didn't know the extent of like an actual like massacre happened in like a literal town in the like in the United States. Yeah, I, I'd probably like heard of it before, but if you'd asked me what it was, there's no way I would have been able to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in case you didn't know that this was a real event. Uh, Basically what happened was um, a black man was taken in on charges of assaulting a woman. Who knows if he did or didn't? Very likely didn't uh, because there was a lot of racism and still is in this country. And basically a bunch of white people were going to lynch him. A bunch of black people showed up to stop that from happening. Someone fired their gun. A bunch of people died. And Mm -hmm. then that led to massacre of what was called Black Wall Street because it was basically the most prosperous uh, area of black-owned businesses in the country, and it was deliberately just, like, completely destroyed. Like, fire, like, airplanes. Like, the, the, the airplane in that in the show, like, that actually happened. Like, they used decommissioned airplanes. The cops were in on it. So it's, it's completely fucked. And it's a hell of a way to start off a series. It's gonna, I mean, like, it's a it's a way to start it off, and it's gonna come back somehow into it. Oh, yeah. It already feels like it starts coming back into it because of how they kind of set up these, like, the race relations within the show. Yeah. I've noticed that within, like, the, the universe, 
it's a lot of like pre- predominantly like at least we're seeing through the lens of like just being like predominantly like a black like culture within it as I guess because like our main character is, is a black woman. So yeah. like we're going to see it through that perspective and, and the community that she's like a part of. But it seems like that they're trying to like pit it against like this is like the the, the again like the a prosperous black community versus like a white racist like underbelly that has to like hide in in plain sight kind of thing. Yeah, it's really interesting because the the show takes place in an alternate version of U.S. history. Robert Redford is president and enacted Redfordations is what they call it, which is Redford's reparations, which is like, it's perfect. That's exactly what they fucking call it. He's also been president for 30 years because they never established term limits in this universe, which is fucking awesome. (laughs) Um It's great. Yeah, so we're we're playing off some really interesting subjects. It's like this could get really touchy. Like, we have a show with like the white supremacists are fighting the cops, whereas in our world, I think we all know cops and white supremacists are usually working hand in hand. Right. So I'm really interested to see where this fucking goes. And I, I will say, obviously, Damon Lindelof, he's white. Both of us are white. But apparently there are a large number of black writers on this show. Cool. And I would feel uncomfortable if there weren't, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to tell this story in this way, like, you need to. So Yeah. What I think is is weird just like a weird criticism of the show is that it feels kind of like like the 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 seventh calvary that's what they're called right yeah it feels like that their agenda against like cops it's bad but it's also like but also fuck the cops kind of like in for for real like because cops are like kind of not the greatest and this show is kind of like trying to paint them as like in a good light i don't i don't know about that though i don't i mean they they are they do very They're bad the protagonists. stuff, but they are the protagonist in the show. Yeah, the cops are the protagonist. That's what I'm trying to that get at. said, like, it is Watchmen. It is Watchmen, so the protagonists are definitely, like, are very faulty. They all and have... And even in, the, even in this very pilot, good. we do see, like, they have, like, kind of a disregard for the protocols, and, like, they kind of hate all these rules they have to deal with. Right. They enact the use of force, like, without even blinking. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't have a reason to. But I think it's pretty clear, even after this first episode, like the cops are not necessarily gonna be the unambiguous good guys. They're not. Show. They're not good people, but they're not the. They're the protagonists. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I, uh, think, I guess. I think it's like I, I. I have trust in where this is going, and I reserve the right to change my mind. It, it, it Same. Could, you know, they they could fuck up. But from what I've heard, this season is getting really strong reviews from the people who have seen more than just the first episode. Right. They say it picks up in a couple episodes. If this is the show working at, like, its lowest speed, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know? so There's I, stuff we got to get to. <laughs> I think it's going to be real good. So do you want to start with, like, kind of, like, just, like, a rundown of the synopsis of what's going on in the show, or...? Uh, we can do like, let's try to do a quick one. Um, so we're going to try to release these like pretty soon after yeah. people have seen them. So yeah, basically it's, it's a little boy is, escapes the Tulsa massacre. Right. We will see him again. Eventually. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the present day where a cop stops a seventh cavalry dude. Right. Um, and before he can get his gun freed from the protocol, mm-hmm. uh, the guy shoots him. Okay. Just to clear in on the 7th Cavalry about what their deal is. So, if, again, it's if you haven't seen or read Watchmen before, it's kind of ambiguous about what they, why they're wearing, like, the masks of what they're wearing. So they wear these um, masks that look like a Rorschach inkblot test because one of the characters in, in Watchmen is, is his superhero name is Rorschach. And he's this actual, like, kind of crazy person 
who's has like a lot of childhood trauma and can only really see the world in in black and white and he keeps a journal about like what like who he thinks like the scumbags and everything of, of all the world is and and the whole premise of Watchmen is that they uncover this like secret plot millions of people die and for uh, allegedly the betterment of the the human race so that the cold war can end but realistically it's like well what is the the human cost of ending like this this conflict that like try to promote this world peace basically that guy like um he writes the journal he leaves the journal to these news people and it's up in ambiguous um ending whether or not the journal actually gets like published or not so in this universe it seems like the journal got published it seems obvious yeah <laughs> like especially because later on the seventh cavalry right. dudes repeat his words from the beginning of the story yeah just with like liberal tears in place mm-hmm. of other stuff yeah uh, so they, they mix it up so they've clearly read the journal it clearly got out in this story version of the story mm-hmm. and even even with like the journal stuff it kind of like in the actual book it kind of feels like that you are reading like a printing a, a news printing of the journal yeah so it, it's it's feels like it definitely like it was intended at least in my reading of it that like it was intended that it did get out even though the ending to the book is ambiguous about whether or not yeah. it does get out or not the ending lets it be possible right. either way but every time i've read the book i've always concluded yeah they published they, it they definitely published yeah. it um so basically it's very important it's important because it, it sets up why they're actually doing this stuff in the first place it goes without saying Rorschach is a lunatic, and if you like him, you might be... You're probably the same kind of person that loves the Joker. So, like, <laughs> like he is an actual psychopath, and, like, his ramblings are of, like, a, a weirdo person. Not that it's not, like... He's he has a lack of empathy, right? Because it's kind of like he's fucked up because of th- like there's a clear reason why he is the way he is, but it isn't something that you should be basing your ide- ideologies on. So. Yeah. They're wrong. They're bad. <laughs> I, I think Rorschach is, like, maybe the favorite character from the comic. And it's like, yeah, he's probably my favorite character from the comic. I think but I don't most, endorse the dude either. I you think know? he's the most interesting. Yeah, he's, he's probably the most interesting. I think that, yeah, what, whatever. I, but that's not I like who I like so in my. <laughs> I think the idea that, like, the white supremacists have taken up the Rorschach mantle is perfect. Because it's like, in real life, the people who think Rorschach is actually the good guy, like, unambiguously a good guy, it's right. like, you're, you probably suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it makes sense there. Those, these are probably the same people who do think the Joker's cool. Yeah. Uh, and the movie, too. <laughs> and the movie, too. They were taking selfies of the Joker steps in their Rorschach mask. <laughs> Playing Gary Glitter. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, our main character is Regina King. She is associated with the police. She is, like, not, like... A regular officer it's unclear exactly what the ranking system is here like are these superheroes actually police or do they just work with them or i think i think they're all police officers but the thing about it is that police officers have to wear masks in in this thing because like there's an inherent distrust of authority so they have to wear those masks in order to protect their identities and I guess that, like, certain certain officers are, like, don't wear, like, it looks like most of them wear, like, a yellow mask. Yeah. They're just, like, in uniform. But if, like, certain guys, I guess, like, higher up guys get to wear yeah. whatever the fuck they want. I wonder if it's the difference between, like, a uniformed officer and, like, a detective. It it's might like be these, like that. They're, like, yeah. they're cops, but they're, like, so she, she, she doesn't wear the yellow and the blue. Mm-hmm. She wears, like, this dark, this black hood and this black, you know, cape and everything. And you can, like, see her eyes, but, like, she, but she has does, black, yeah, she's got black, makeup like, makeup over, over it. it. And, uh, and her, her, her name is, uh. Uh, Sister Knight is, okay. is the superhero alias. Yeah. Sister Knight. Uh, we've also got Tim Blake Nelson. Who rules. Who rules playing Looking Glass, who is kind of like a, a Rorschach-esque figure. He's like um, a southern version of Rorschach who's like, 
He's more he's more like the the good cop like when the good cop bad cop where he'll ask like he more he's not very I don't think he's going to be like a in a physical kind of thing. He's more like a thinker yeah, cop and yeah. it's like a going to be like this guy is is bad. This guy's telling the truth kind of guy. He's like the interrogator. Yeah, he's and the then interrogator. Regina King is like the torturer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's so it's it's an interesting dynamic they're building up. We also have uh Don Johnson playing Judd. Um so there's like a theory around that he's he's Dan no, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe all. that at all. I think he could be related to them somehow, but I don't I don't think so because I looked ahead. Yeah. Lori's in the show. We know for a fact Jean Smart is going to be playing Lori and... Which is, she's going by Lori Blake, which yeah, is interesting. That's really interesting. So we'll see what that's all about. But also, like, they went and they tried to do different identities, I thought. Yeah, they did um, take up, like, new names at the end of the original, but... I guess they were, like, It seems it. to me like yeah. Don Johnson is not Dryberg. It just there's, doesn't make there's sense. There's a lot of references to Night Owl in his own, um, like, with the with the owl ship. Yeah. And um, with, uh, like, he had the under the hood, right? Yeah. On his desk yeah. and everything. So that's... Those are cute, cute little things that are are thrown in there. I was very surprised when they brought out the night sh- the, the owl ship. I was like, they have one of these? Yeah. I was like, cool, I guess. <laughs> so it's probably not the same one, but... It might just be in the same kind of design. Clearly they took the same Maybe design. Maybe he's just a fan. Like, it, yeah. it, it could be something like that because they're wearing masks to do these um, the stuff anyway, which is a reference to Watchmen because all of them were police officers. Yeah. Most of them were police officers. Yeah. In, or worked for the government at mm-hmm. the very least. In, in Watchmen to begin with. But also, like, this is all taking place in Oklahoma. Like, it's uh-huh. taking, So I, I'd be surprised if, like, the Tulsa Police Department ended up with the Night Owl ship. You no, know what I mean? This, like, it's definitely the guy's, like... they just took the model and built more. And he's, like, super rich, it looks like, somehow. Because he's he has, like, a big house, and he lives, like, off off yonder, just fucks off, has his own, like, police force with him, too. I guess he's the chief, so... Yeah. And uh, one of our other characters is... We've got Jeremy Irons, who is not officially credited as any particular name, but seems we all pretty know. clearly to be Ozymandias. <laughs> um, yeah, so, if for, again, spoilers, those of you who haven't read Watchmen, Ozymandias is the person who went through this whole plan into killing millions of people so that they could end the Cold War. So he just, like, I guess, fucked off and did whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, he's riding horses. Um, I guess he figured out a way to make the squids... Like, he had to have done that, right? Yeah, we have not gotten a full explanation on what this current status is of, of squid dimension or, or whatever the fuck they think is happening. You know, or, or if, if Ozymandias is still in control of it or what's going on. Um, Somebody's got to be doing something. <laughs> but I will say, I noticed something pretty interesting I'd like to share. Let's share it. We see a brief news clip of Dr. Manhattan on Mars, in case you don't know who Dr. Manhattan is. He's the blue dude who you probably uh, recognize. He was in the original as the only, like, actual super-powered superhero. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, he can do... He's God, basically. Yeah, and he's awesome because it's, like, instead of, like, the the critique is, like, instead of, like, helping people, he would... Like, why would, like, a Superman help somebody? They would just kind of, like, not understand what the fuck's happening. Like, sort of... And that's, that's, like, he couldn't, like, relate to anybody in in the actual thing. So he just kind of, like, fucked off, went to Mars, and just did his own thing. So the original comic ends with him saying he might try to create his own life somewhere. We see him on Mars, and he's, like, destroying this castle-looking thing that he's built, right? Yeah. Like, there's this castle structure, and then he, like, you know, he, it comes tearing down because he's a god. That castle looks exactly uh, like Ozymandias is. Uh, 
that's pretty weird. It is the same. I took screenshots of both. They are the same building. <laughs> what? So I'd like to throw out two theories, one of which I'm pretty sure about, and the other is pretty out there. Okay, go with the one that's pretty sure. I think the two butlers that Ozymandias has are Dr. Manhattan's attempts at creating new life because they do not seem human to me. The they dude are tries really to give weird. him a horseshoe to cut a cake. Yeah, that, they are pretty weird. They are not human. I could buy that. So I'm pretty sure Dr. Manhattan attempted life and that's these butlers and somehow Ozymandias has them. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Right. It is pretty weird, which is why my further out there theory is that Jeremy Irons, we all think he's playing Ozymandias, but he's playing Dr. Manhattan. What? Mm. I am ready for that to be wrong, but if it's right, you heard it here first, and I'm a genius. I mean, so how old is he in um, in Watchmen? That's the 80s. Yeah, it's the 80s, and he looks like he's probably 40. Who knows? So yeah, another like... Maybe maybe a little older. He, could, he might be like... Yeah, they might be in their 40s. So... Then this is 2019. It's the is it the late 80s? I uh, I think Watchmen takes place in 84. I think it might be 80. Yeah. So it's like mid 80s. So let's say it's like 35 years later, right? If 80, 84 to nine to 2009, he's be, definitely they're definitely be... not because they they're fighting in the 60s, probably like in their 20s. Yeah, and then if 20 years later, so we'll so fuck it makes sense. It could I don't add know up. If, I mean, like I it, it is it is an alternate universe. The the guy who's there is a person who's over 100 in this show, so yeah. maybe, but he's kind of fucked up. Um, Ozymandias looks pretty spry for being over 100 years old yeah, at this so point. Yeah, so is he Dr. Manhattan? I, it, <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I guess he could, like, theoretically, he could change his appearance. Right, sure. Because he could do anything. Right. I hate you, Eli. I know. I actually just don't like you now. <laughs> I'm prepared for that to not be correct, but something weird's obviously going on. Like there's some, something's going down. I didn't really think about it till now, but it's, it's possible. There's definitely, at the very least, the building that Manhattan destroyed looks like the one Ozymandias is in. So it's like, is he just making a bunch of those structures all over? Like, where is Ozymandias, Jeremy Irons? Like he's in some field somewhere. I don't know, because he seems too eccentric to be, to be Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I'm probably wrong, to be clear. Yeah. I think you might be wrong on it, but it also kind of... But it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about. I think you might be wrong, though, because, again, he's too, like... He's too... He's acting like Ozymane. He's, he's, a- acting, he's like acting like Adrian. Like Adrian. So, yeah. like, it's... It's uh, it's so... I want to believe you, but... But I think at the very least, they've stayed in touch somehow. I it Probably. Right? Like, I mean, that, that seems... I clear. like your theory that, like, those guys aren't human or something. Yeah, I think, I think like, that's... They've got to not be, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they are human, but, like, he, they've been raised in seclusion or something. <laughs> but, uh, some, something weird's going on. Though with he does colors. make a reference to, to Dr. Manhattan because he says, he's, like, he's writing a play called The Watchmaker's Son, yes. which is, which is Dr. Manhattan. Adrian, is, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Jonathan Osterman, yeah. Dr. Manhattan is a watchmaker's son. So, something is going on. Something really interesting is going to happen that I can't quite foresee. The too many tracheons in the way. Too many tracheons. Can't figure it out. <laughs> but anyway, the basic plot of this episode is after a cop is killed, the other cops get, like, really upset that the 7th Cavalry has returned. I have to butt in. 
the 7th Cavalry, Adrian says something. I don't remember what in the books about the 7th Cavalry. So maybe he's, Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember he that. He says that he, there's a part in it. I thought I they to, just made it up for the show. I have to find it. But he, he mentions like a, a, a Civil War. I think they're a Civil War group called the 7th Cavalry. Oh, that's interesting. And so I my theory at this point, and they also, because they use the pills that Adrian would use to fake the like have people kill themselves. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. maybe he has something to do with that's it. That's a good catch. But the, the pills, that's a good catch. I don't, I don't know because I don't know the the f- what the hell they're doing in it. Another thing I noticed, but I just remembered, there is a uh, a newspaper we see at one point that has a headline, Vite officially declared dead. Oh, yeah. So hmm. th- that's just officially declared. That's not like we found a body. You know what I mean? So Adrian Vite slash Ozymandias, he could have just fucked off to his castle and he's fine. Right. Or something weird is going on. He was riding a white horse, so... So, there's... I'm prepared for us to be completely twisted along this season. Yeah, it's gonna be... It's gonna get weirder. Oh, yeah. So, the police bring in a guy they know to be 7th Cavalry, and they basically get from him the information that uh, a bunch of them are hiding out at a cattle ranch. They get to that cattle ranch, and there's a big shootout where a bunch of cattle get fucking mowed down. (laughs) Poor guys. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because in the short film or the, the black and white silent film that opens the episode that the kid is watching base Reeves arrests a sheriff who stole all the cattle. Oh, so there's funny. all these little weird connections yeah. going on throughout the episode. It's layering in all these different things. Another just layer, an hour. another layer, which is awesome that I think is that in the original, like in the book, there's a comic book within the comic book and in the show. Now there's going to be a show within the show. It's like one of those um, American hero. Yeah. Story. Like, like an FX show, but yeah. for like the Minutemen. Apparently like, they were going to get Ryan Murphy to cameo as the creator of American hero story, but it didn't work. Oh, out. It damn. Yeah. That would have been so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a really funny. Uh, we are going to get Robert Redford cameoing later as President Robert Redford. Is that Redford. real? That's real. I That's love this real. show so it's much. On I already, He's going to be in it. I already am. This is the best show then. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. Um, I will say, just to let you know, I am uh, anti-spoiler for anything, like, any plot detail. But, like, saying that, like, Laurie Blake's going to be in it, saying that Robert Redford's going to be in it, I don't consider those, like, spoilers. It's just, like, characters we're going to meet soon. But I did not watch, like, the trailer for next week's episode that came at the end of this one. Oh, I, I, I never watch those. I always do. Oh, I never do. It never... It actually didn't really... It said a lot of... Like, it showed a lot of stuff, and I'm like, how the fuck are we going to get here kind yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet it would be fine. I just like to be surprised. Yeah, um, I get you. So just to let people know, like, you're never going to hear a major spoiler for something um, after the current episode we're talking I about. I won't talk about it yeah. then. But we will talk about each episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so basically, they find that these 7th Cavalry dudes have been taking all these old watch batteries that used to get people sick. And they have, like, hundreds of them collected. Mm-hmm. So that's going to come back in some way. We don't know what they're doing there. I don't know if that's anything related. I mean, like, I think there was stuff. I don't know if it's in the book, too, that, like, that John causes cancer. For yeah, people. that is in the book. I f- okay. It's I know fake. It's, in, it's, it, it's, I it's know. bullshit, but it's they in all, the book. They all think that, like, John's bad for society and that he causes cancer. But, yeah. like... So they're, they mentioned, like, are they trying to do, like, a cancer bomb or whatever? And yeah. it's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so another connection we could maybe make. Uh-huh. But uh, at the end of the episode, Judd, Don Johnson, who is uh, the police chief, is called to... Uh... Oh, that, that oh I was wrong. That cop who uh, was shot at the beginning, he didn't die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't he's, actually he's die. He's still alive. He's still alive. Don Johnson is called to the hospital because he woke up. But while he's driving away... His tires burst yeah, because someone, someone put a someone burst his tires. Someone put a track down on the on the road. He gets out of his car and a bright white white light appears, which we've seen multiple times in the show mm-hmm. already. And we don't see what happens next. But then 
Then they cut. They cut to Andrea. Um, that's her name, right? I think I'm I know not the sure. actress's name is Regina. They King. cut to her and her and her boo getting it on. Um, pretty cool. Some really, yeah. And then she gets really a phone call stuff. from a from like a guy, and the guy's like, "Come out, meet me at this place, like, because I know who you are." And so she does, and then it's the this old guy from the beginning of the or earlier on in the episode who like comments about her uh her her pho place or no it's her bakery it's her bakery yeah <laughs> it's which is her front for like her superhero shit right right who comments on that and then he's holding like this letter that says like watch over this boy which is the kid from the way beginning which i knew when they saw they put the guy in the wheelchair it's like okay that's kind of the kid from the beginning yeah like it has to be or something but like it's still pretty cool that he's there and um don johnson's dead he's yeah they lynched him they lynched him which is an interesting reversal to right. see a white guy lynched with a black guy sitting yeah that's down that's a that's a that's an image it's interesting and earlier on when he when the, when this dude in the wheelchair who we don't know his name yet right no i yeah. don't know what his name is so when we see him earlier at the bakery he asks uh regina king do you think i could lift 200 pounds uh, yeah. which is probably what don johnson weighs uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not saying that he's the one who lynched him, but I'm saying the show wants us to consider that possibility. Weird. Yeah. It's a weird show. There's a lot going on already. And it's like, I, I, I don't even know if I can make a prediction as to whether or not he's the one who lynched him. But what I can say is I'm pretty sure he's the one who called Regina King. Oh yeah. It's yeah. De- definitely him. I think that there's something up. I mean, there's obviously something up with the guy. Yeah. I don't know if there, if he's, he's probably doesn't have like any kind of superpower or whatever, but he's probably just like a really smart dude. Yeah. And it it would make sense if he was anti-cop given that cops were in on the Tulsa massacre, like that could turn you forever against cops. Mm. But at the same time, like it would make more sense if it was the actual white supremacists who hung this dude. I don't think that. I don't think that he did it. I, I don't think, think that he, he did either. I think that he might have just found it and then called, like, f- I guess figured out information somehow about um, Andrea, right? Yeah. And then f- called them. Because and... he, he clearly knew who she was already because he right. was at the bakery. So yeah. he's figured this out prior. So I do think you're right. I think he probably, like, saw him and called her. But then, like, why the 200 pounds comment? And, like, what's going It could just Something be a red herring. Just, or he's just a weirdo. <laughs> I'm really excited to see how that gets resolved. But the episode ends with... Uh, some blood dripping onto the sheriff's badge. A la the blood dripping onto the comedian's smiley face pin. And it's also great because the episode starts with, in that silent film the kid is watching, um, a guy holds up his sheriff's badge. So we start the episode with a black and white, clear sheriff's badge, shiny and and good and on the the chest of a good guy. Mm -hmm. And then it ends with it bloodied, which is like, this is typical watchman yeah 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 it's so i'm very into where this show is going so far i'm uh i'm down i'm ready for this ride i'm gonna take it on one week at a time <laughs> do you have any other uh any crazy theories because i don't i don't really know if i have anything just yet i already said my my main theories and my observations about uh adrian veit and ozymandias in the castle mm. um the 200 pounds thing and you know we'll see I I think it could go a bunch of different ways. I mean, if they're bringing in stuff from the originals, Lori's still going to be around, right? Yeah. I I guess we got to figure out what her deal is. She's, she's confirmed to be in it. I think we she's, don't know what her deal is. Though. I don't know what her deal is going to be, but they're bringing it around. I would think that they're got to put somebody as Dr. Manhattan in it at some point. I mean, Dr. Manhattan made an appearance, so I, I right. would imagine that at some point, whether it's this season or not, we will have an actual season. Whether, whether you're right and the reveal is that that he's not really Vite, that it's that it's Dr. Manhattan. Which, again, I'm probably wrong. I don't know what his goal would be because it's so, like, it's so clear that he doesn't really have a lot of, like, motivation for the human race at all. 
So like, what would John's goal be to be to do? anything in the show and then like but regardless there are still squids raining down from the sky does someone have their finger on the on the controls of that like is adrian Veidt still raining squids down occasionally just to remind people that this isn't over like that th- the threat could return at any point and that's he had to have done something it makes sense the way that that it's happening that like he has to keep perpetuating this lie that this is like an actual threat for sure but then like there has to then be people also in on it so maybe it is John doing it and that it is his help. Cause like John, he's just using because he could do it. Like he's the yeah. only person who could feasibly do it without really like exerting a lot of Yeah, Ozymandias pressure, had right? to like hire a bunch of artists and shit and to like make up this giant fake psychic squid and like take a psychic's brain and put it in. He had to do all this elaborate shit to create the squid. Very Whereas elaborate. If Dr. Manhattan wanted squids to rain from the sky, he could snap his fingers and it would happen. He could he literally turned Rorschach into snowflakes. And so. Dr. Yeah, he's not <laughs> Dr. Manhattan is not happy with what Ozymandias did at the end of the comic, killing three million New Yorkers to save the world, but he goes along with it because he knows that if he reveals the truth, those lives will lives will have been wasted for nothing. So so you could easily imagine he's still perpetuating the lie just to make sure the world stays at relative peace. That's the thing, because there isn't any more relative peace again right. because of, of what Rorschach did. So maybe this is, is – it might be Ozzy just playing the long con and being like, well, like I didn't actually think that this would happen, which is kind of crazy that the smartest man in the world didn't think that his plan would, would be like – Foiled by the ravings of a lunatic, but it's here kind we of are. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because at one point, Looking Glass is interrogating the Seventh Cavalryman. He asks, "Do you believe that uh, the transdimensional attacks are a conspiracy perpetuated by the U.S. government?" And it's like, well, it actually is it's, a conspiracy. Yes, but it's not perpetuated <laughs> by the U.S. government. If you've read the book, you know it's a conspiracy, <laughs> but it's but... not the government. Yeah. So it's like it's perfect that like. They kind of grasp onto like, there's something not right about this, but then they right. completely went in the wrong direction with who to blame. It's very cool that they like you get you. It's it's very rewarding as a reader and a fan of the book that this show is giving me something set in the same universe that isn't what like isn't just a retelling of this story. That it's something new and a new take on what something else in this universe could be while also being referential to the source material that I really love yeah. and means a lot to me in a way that doesn't make it um, stupid. Like it doesn't, it doesn't talk down to it. It doesn't treat it like it doesn't treat it like trash. And I know that Alan Moore is not associated with it. Yeah. Um, which Alan Moore just is his own man. He's against all adaptations. Of I, his work. and I salute that stance. I think that that's actually a very noble stance to to be a part of. Um, but th- while this is an adaptation technically, I think it's doing a good job so far of keeping that spirit of what him and Dave Gibbons created and just twisting it in a way where we could apply it to tell a story that's relevant to our modern world while also, again, being faithful to the source material that it came from and trying to make sense of what would this look like if it reflected our modern world. And this is obviously one person's interpretation. I know that Dave Gibbons like a consultant or like a, an, an executive producer on it, right? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. So um, obviously they want to like they they want to respect the source material as much as they can. And Damon Lindelof's a big fan of the original. Yeah. So it's I if it wasn't somebody like like the the biggest issue with the Zack Snyder thing is that he tried to adapt something that was meant to be for comics into a medium that isn't a comic book. 
And while he tried very well to, like, just do frame by frame, like, this is, like, our storyboard's just going to be the pages of the comic, it only works in the comic because of how comics are laid out. And, like, everything about that is deliberate in what it is. There's, again, a comic within a comic on that that makes you think about what's go that parallels what's going on in the actual comic. Adrian at the end says he's not a comic book villain in a comic book, which falls flat in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think the thing with the movie is it's very visually faithful, but I yes. feel like it's not very emotionally. It's faithful. not. I it's feel like I feel like Zack Snyder doesn't get the characters. He doesn't understand what made it so interesting and and a great thing to read in the first place. Yeah, and this is this is like what an adaptation of what you could do with. A movie or in or in television now because we're in such a, a way that we want to make this long form like narrative kind of television yeah um it's a better you, fit what you could do and the fact that these also like watchman was originally published like a lot of people read it in like the actual graphic novel form it was single issue before like it's a 12 vol like issue single issue comic book that's like you get it week to week so the week to week aspect of this is Mwah, chef's yeah. kiss like it's it's hooking me it's it's built for it and we've got nine episodes in this first season okay so eight more to go i really wish there was more episodes i know like, I, I was hoping there'd be i, I was i assumed there'd be 10 because it's an hbo show yeah like 10 is kind of their go-to number sometimes like 12 or 13 but usually 10 so i was i'm i'm upset there's only nine because honestly i'm in love with this so far i really like it i'm yeah. super into it when the squid started raining from the sky i started like laugh crying like tears were streaming like, down my face, and I was like giddy with like giggles, and just like I can't believe I just it was that like he's doing this. I just like was like oh my god. So the things that I got like I I were happy about was the squids. Obviously, I was like oh my god. I didn't believe that they would do that. Right? Like I I was like I guess like I was like it makes so much sense. Right? That it has to happen. And like when the owl ship came out, I was like I I was like how do they have one of these? Like this it raised a lot of questions for me. But I was like. Uh, he did have a lot of owl shit, so, like, again, maybe he was just a fan. Like, I guess when... I mean, like, Hollis Mason, if you read his book, like, and you're, like, a cop, then you probably think that he's the best. Yeah. I'm very happy so far. I'm happy, um, too. Sorry. This is the first show that we've liked. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting that this is coming out right after we did our Joker episode, because they're both DC Comics properties. Right. Um, And we were very harsh on Joker, and now we're very positive about this. Because it's like, I don't give a shit, first of all, about, like, faithfulness. Like, I don't care, generally. Like, you just have to be your own story competently. And second of all, it's like, I'm not pro or anti-comics. I'm not pro or anti-superheroes. I mean, I'm pro-comics, you know, and I, I enjoy superhero stuff. But it's like, I'm not going to automatically feel any one way because it's a DC property, you know? And it's like, I think a lot of the people who like Joker are going to hate this, and mm. the people who hate a Joker are going to love this. And I think the people who like Joker are wrong. Um, but like, it, cause that story has so little to say, and this is already delving into so much about like primarily race, um, yeah. but about politics and philosophy and morality, mm -hmm. power structure. It's going to be a really good ride. I think I, I, people are going to criticize this for being like SJW Watchmen, but it's like, this is kind of the spirit of the original. If it were for 2019. Yeah, that, that's no, exactly I, what they're doing. Like, what's going on in our world? Let's see how like it would be handled in like the Watchmen world. Yeah, like that. This is what you got, and so far, what I'm I'm liking, what I'm seeing. It's I feel like this is what would happen. <laughs> like probably.
yeah, so we're going to try to keep doing the rest of these. I'm all in. All in, baby. All in, Let's baby. Let's do it. It's Damon time. <laughs> Let's just not call Carlton. Uh, well, he's not involved in this one. <laughs> we'll see you later, idiot. Um, <laughs> Last thing before we go. Shout out to Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, Vietnam is a state now. That's a, that's a fun thing about it was this a state universe. In, it, was a, uh, it was like a territory, I think. In, oh, in was Washington. it? Okay. Yeah. But I guess it's officially a state by the yeah. time 2019 rolls around, which is rules. a thing. Did you see the American flag in the background there? It was like a bajillion stars. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even notice. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's, it's like in a circle, and I think it's like, it's probably like 50-something stars, like more than 50 yeah, stars yeah. in a circle, maybe like 60, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of really great background stuff going on. Yeah. Like, both references and just good cinematography like there's a lot going on in this we are we only scraped the surface of this episode obviously um i watched it twice yesterday i might have to watch it again tonight i and i had a great time both times yeah so watchmen a plus so far i guess we're watching the Watchmen. we're, we're watching the Watchmen. <laughs> fail some film school is where you can get all your Watchmen uh theories and hot the takes. watch the watch boys hopefully i'll have as crazy a theory everywhere. that's a hot take it's a hot take yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't heard that theory. Yet. I haven't heard. I heard it from you. So, so hopefully, I'll I'll have more of those for you. Um, yeah, cool. I'm pumped. Where can we find Eli's hot takes and comments? You can find me at Story Politics on Twitter, and you can you can hit me up at Luke Hennigan. That's at Luke Hennigan. Um, also, Cash App, Venmo, PS4 Fun. Come on, it's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. Yeah, please uh, subscribe. Please, uh, if, if you know people who uh, watch Watchmen, tell them they can tune into us every yeah. week. We're gonna try to get these released uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays, probably hopefully Wednesdays. Yeah. Hopefully Wednesdays hopefully, every week. Hopefully sooner. And yeah, seriously, on the PS4 thing, I will ruin the show if I don't get a PS4 by like November 15th. <laughs> so just do it. Yeah. So really, just do it because I won't stop talking about. Like I would have watched. I will. will have watched all of Death Stranding like without playing it. But <laughs> you know, you, uh, you got to do what you got to do. Follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends. Fill us on Film School. At covering Watchmen. Film School. Covering Watchmen. Watching the Watchmen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.